Yes, Lord, y'all tapped in, so y'all know what the fuck is going on, man. You feel me? It's episode 68 of Hella Black. On this episode, we talk about the importance of mutual aid, survival programs, and how we stay grounded amongst this bullshit going on. We also have a much-needed mental health check-in, and we talk about Doincy's trip to Thailand and all the lessons he learned out there. Tap in on Apple Podcasts, tap in on Spotify, tap in on SoundCloud, you feel me? Wherever you listen to your podcast, we is probably there. But make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That shit means a lot to us. But in a five-star review, just put it in your pocket and keep it there. Tap in with our Patreon, you feel me? Patreon.com slash Pod. This episode is brought to you by our patrons. We did a live stream episode. And if you was a patron, you already got that, you feel me? So tap in with our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod for a lot of extended content and much more. I just hope all of y'all are... Um Finding some joy in this shit, you know. Facts. It's wild because me and you are in very privileged positions to where working home isn't something new for working from home isn't something new for for us. So there's a privilege in that, and kind of having already systems in place for something like this. Facts. But then also, yeah, just like I think there's there are a lot of new people. There are a lot of people that this is gonna be new for, and that comes with the challenges or whatever. But that's nothing is more challenging than still having to go to work in the midst of this shit. Like so many other, so many poor folks right now. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's, I don't know, niggas, people be saying like they blessed or whatever to be in a position like this. I don't believe in that. It's just like privilege. Yeah, it's, it's but privilege, it's power too, it is, yeah. right? I mean, because that nigga George is saying like privilege is really just about having more access to power. You know what I'm saying? But, and the fact that we have a nine to five type shit. Like people are making this quarantine thing sound such like such a shitty thing. Like, oh, we got to stay in the house. Like, nigga, look what we doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> recording the podcast. Like, niggas having so much. We got it. People are still working. Like, we're you know we're supposed to be six feet away. We a healthy three and a half feet away. But <laughs> nigga, we've been around each other every day since this shit popped off. <laughs> it's, it's we're past that. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I guess my original point before I went off on a tangent is I hope that people. Are finding some joy and using this if you lucky enough to like capitalism puts us in the mode of production right at all times modes of production for capital gain but shit we, we over here but this <laughs> is production rooted like we this is yeah, this nah, is nah, rooted nah. in choice i'm just fucking around. yeah you know so it's like <laughs> i hope that people find something during this time off if you're lucky enough to have the time off i hope you use this time to you know dive into your own little passions and joys facts you know Especially, you know, even myself, and I feel like we're both pretty politically conscious and shit and aware of shit, but I'm like, damn, I got hella anxiety around this coronavirus shit. Yeah. Like, I woke up with hella anxiety about it. Yeah. You know, and it's probably because of the news and Twitter and it's everywhere, you feel me? Yeah. But it's like, it's shit, it's shit real at the same time, you know, but I think it's important to find, find that joy, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I just woke up this morning and then I was like, all right, I got to get back into some type of schedule, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, all right, what do I do on a normal day when I'm used to going to work? You feel me? So yeah. I was like, all right, shit. I'm going to get my green juice, drink my green juice. You feel me? Drink some water, make some toast, hit a couple push-ups, you know? And I was like, damn, I feel I feel a little bit better now, you know? So that was kind of like that routine yeah. type shit is, has been helping, helping me so far. Yeah, so. routines and just trying your best to stay in the present moment and appreciate the fact that, you know, it ain't all about producing. Yeah. Niggas can just exist. I, like, it's wild that motherfuckers are, like, up in arms about just existing. Like, that's that's a struggle 
for some of us. I mean, we're so used to, like, if you think about it, like, capitalism indoctrinates us into always working. You feel me? So it's like from a young age, it's school, 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 school. Then it's school, work, 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 work. You feel me? So a lot of times it's it's hard for people to get outside of that, Yeah, you know, it's the work. It's, it's the working shit, and it's the also, like, this thing with purpose. Like, you got to have a purpose. And it's like, damn, sometimes nigga can just wake up and eat. And lay, and yeah. you know, like you don't, like sometimes you don't gotta have a purpose. Yeah, but we here now. We got thirty we people. Got 30 I'm people so grateful, y'all. I don't understand. I'm, Peace I'm so, and love. I'm so happy. I hope everybody taking care of themselves. We didn't do did shows you know? in front of hundreds of people, but this little 30, 30 people right now on, on this live stream. I'm, I'm just, I'm so juiced. I don't know why. Yeah, we might do a little Q and A portion at the end too. You feel yeah. me? Because we got a little, little Google chat here in the corner Ooh, and shit. You know what I'm saying? We rocking. We, we rocking, um, man. Yeah, we got it. I guess we've been wanting to record this episode, um, but yeah, I hope y'all enjoy this Hella Black episode sixty-eight. And this motherfucker rocking live stream edition. You feel me? Shout out to all the patrons, man. Our first live stream ever. Yeah, that's this Hella Black history. These niggas ain't ready. Yeah, we in the backyard. Y'all can hear the wind. Yeah, I hope this is <laughs> you know too. Um, at least they can hear us loud and clear. We good. Yeah, Hella Black episode sixty-eight. We gotta start with Black Joy. Whew, shit. We kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. If you black, you know, leave a Black Joy comment. Let us know how y'all feeling. Look at my mama in this thing. Hey, <laughs> what's going on? Fuck with it. When we get the hell of Black Boys. <laughs> hey, man, the force is on right Look now, right man. Here, you see it. You ready to rob somebody right now? You know, in case this coronavirus shit really gets sick, man. What's your, what's your Black Joy? Bro? What's your Black Joy? I'm Black Joy, bro. Fuck, bro. It's hard to shit. So our our, our friends threw a little surprise party, a quote unquote surprise party. We <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to surprise too. I don't know. If paranoid is the right word, but very too I'm for very annoyed. Sure I don't care. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. Too. I don't know. Niggas would be paying attention. So that shit was that was joy just seeing friends, family, you know, on the same room. Um, I, I don't think we both really like surprises like that, but um. Nah, that was that was cool to just have everybody come together, especially yeah. before, you know, we on what self isolation type shit now, mm-hmm. shelter in place, you know, so to be able to get together with a lot of folks before shit happens or before this shit happen. Yeah. So I would say that's my black joy. I might have some other shit pop up in my mind, but it's like it's kind of hard to find joy though, at least right now. You feel me? Because I feel like niggas have been just kind of on the go. Trying to make sure you feel me, niggas got food, yeah. stores is you feeling you feel me being empty, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like so amongst all that shit and then a lot of like fear is around, it's kinda hard to think about it. Yeah, and it's like as no matter how aware or conscious you are, it's just hard not to, you know, get sucked into it in some way, shape, or form. Like I've just been trying to even in the preparation of you know all the what ifs. I've been trying to like look at things for what they are and not get up, not get too paranoid and fearful. So I definitely feel for you in that aspect. I can relate. Yeah. Um, I say the same for the the hella black surprise party. Um, yeah, it was just dope to see friends and family. And I, th- you know what I really appreciated about it too is, I think sometimes people have parties for you or they say they want to do something in appreciation of you and they don't actually like center you and sometimes you gotta you know I like the thing I hate about birthday parties is that you gotta host and you gotta perform you know what I'm saying like you have to like 
be all. Or people hey, what's actually, up? what's wrong yeah. with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I wanted to do, if I wanted to be like just sit in a corner at my birthday party and drink and not talk to nobody, people were asking me what was wrong with me. You know, this is like <laughs> nothing. This is what I want to do because it's my day, right? I liked how people weren't like pressing us to talk or asking us hella questions, you know? And sometimes you have parties and it's just a bunch of motherfuckers up in there who, you know, the party is supposed to be a celebration to you or appreciation to you or whatever. And it's like, you don't see these motherfuckers no other time unless it's like, you know, it's just free food, free alcohol. Yeah. These are just people that I know really got my best interest at heart. And I was, felt like I was surrounded by like community, family, friends, loved ones. Um, yeah, and it was dope. I mean, as dope as a discovered surprise party you can get. We weren't surprised. We actually figured it out <laughs> because they did the RSVP through the Hella Black website. And I got a few of those emails in my account, so <laughs> surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Niggas, niggas got hip to it. But, bro. you know, niggas can tell when people start acting acting a little bit different. Like, like, what you asking me this question for? Like, you ain't never asked me that question before. <laughs> but thank you to all, to all our people who I learned part something in, in terms of th- throwing yeah. parties for people. What you learned, bro? I learned how to actually center somebody in their party, and I make it about me making sure that they feel good. Yeah, that shit was, they did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Niggas had Laysha Valcated. I ain't never seen Laysha Valcated before, nigga. Yeah. My mom made my birthday cake for me. Yeah, my sister, I had two of my sisters there. I was hella juice. My brother was there. Cousins was there. Ate good food around good people. So, yeah, I, I was saucy. Yeah, so how we how we intended this episode to be prior to even the live stream shit was, I don't know if y'all familiar with Hella Black, we usually try to have, like, check-ins every few episodes um just like assessing how me and this nigga feeling yeah especially um, like kind of pushing back against this like mode of production like produce 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 you yeah. feel me and like hella black has always had this just very natural and organic way of how it was created you feel me so it was like not trying to get caught up in this like all right we gotta have this guest on this episode here this discussion but like actually Keeping true to the what Hello Black yeah, is about. Yeah, I, I love when know? this happens because it helps me like refocus on what the purpose of this uh, purpose of Hello Black was, right? To provide like authentic discussion and political education. So it's like you know now we can. Yeah, it helps me stay. Not it makes it not feel so much as like a job and a duty, and more so like getting back to the original purpose of Facts. it. Facts. So yeah, this episode was just to be about checking in, yeah. <laughs> staying grounded, and. I don't know, we might have wrote this outline maybe like a week ago, and, and a lot has changed in this week, so I feel like this topic is actually very important yeah. <laughs> to talk about, you yeah. know. But, you know, niggas was able to take a vacation, though, huh? Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking about a friend who recently told me, like, nigga, you ain't got nothing ha- you happy about. <laughs> and because if you follow me on Twitter, and I, I even peep, like, nigga, all I do is, like, for the most part, especially over like the last like three months, right? It's been so much political shit going on, like election season, all this shit, right? Yeah. Um, so I just been like critiquing capitalism, critiquing people that support capitalism, critiquing white supremacy, and then I've been reading hella shit, right? And like watching hella documentaries. So that's all on my mind is just critiquing the system, holding motherfuckers accountable, whatever, calling out bullshit. But in the midst of that, I do have hella shit that I'm happy about, and I'm gonna try to, you know, we started talking about the corona shit and how we feeling about that but what i'm gonna do for this episode in the you know checking in part is i'm gonna just talk about what i'm happy about so shit i went to <laughs> thailand last month my first vacation ever um and for those that don't know i'd be talking about it sometimes but like 
I've worked two full-time jobs since the fall of 2016. Yeah. That's when I started being a PE teacher. I started, I was still freelance writing, and I was doing like an article a week for that. And I was doing production for Cal High Sports, and I was working at that tech company with Kelly. That was all in the that fall. Was, like, was I worked every day, nigga. like nigga. Nigga every said day. I had two full time. My mom jobs. here is. I don't know if she's still in in this shit, but I remember we. I came late to thanks to Thanksgiving dinner one time to work because yeah. like niggas was just like grinding. So I say all that to say this is the first time ever in my life I did not work five days straight. Didn't I didn't do no work. Um, if you yeah, if you know, last year Blake went to Thailand. That's how I even got like kind of hip to it between you and Darian. That's somewhere she wanted to go. Yeah, and then. Um, you know, you have haven't already visit visited, and us having a discussion around that last year. So I went to Thailand, and it's wild because like on that discussion last year, like bro, I don't know if I'm ever going vacation. And I still you know feel the saying? same way. I wish I never like, came back. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. <laughs> yeah, like I, I very much feel the same way. But at least I got to see something different. Yeah, you know, like I traveled all, I traveled all across the U.S. for, for sports, and then now for music, right? And then you know we do the podcast, we done some live shows for that, um, but I never been out the country. And you know, I wish I could have went to Africa first before I went anywhere. But Thailand was dope. Yeah, that shit. It was beautiful. Like that's that's the number one thing. That shit was just. And I think the Bay is hella beautiful too. And I've been to places like Miami. You know, we go to Yuba every summer. Yeah. Like, there's places where we got where we get to see nature, right? Like not so like industrial. Right. But that shit hit way different. When it's just like yeah. mass bodies just, of water just and it's green. just green and blue <laughs> and it's just trees. Like, I don't know if you be having moments, but I was telling Darian, like, it'd be sometimes you'd be laying down and I could just feel myself there, bro. Like, yeah. I, and you know how you'd be going places? Like, we'd have been in New York hella times. I'd have been all, like, the hottest cities in the U.S., and I don't feel like I'm away from home. Yeah. You know, like, it don't feel like you somewhere. I don't feel like you're actually traveling. Like, we just came back from the East Coast. But when I was out there, like, I was like, okay. Number one, because there wasn't no black people out there. That's how I knew I was somewhere else. <laughs> like, that's the number one thing. It wasn't Yo, ain't no black no, ain't people. Ain't no fucking niggas. So but, like, <laughs> you know, from the food to, like, yeah, just the... The weather. Bruh, oh, my God, that shit was so beautiful. Like, I think about it, and, like, it filled me up. Like, I don't know if for people that be traveling, you know, and you're reflecting, you think about the places that you've been. Like, like right now, I'm feeling this energy, bruh, and it's yeah. like... It's wild. Waking up, seeing the fucking sunrise. Like, I was waking up at 4, of course, because of the, like, jet lag or whatever. But I was waking up at like 4 a.m. and walking down to the beach and just like it would be this one little light shining. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could just journal right there and you just hear the ocean like, bro. I cried like three times. Like three, <laughs> like three mornings I cried in a row, nigga. Just like, Out of I can't believe though, huh? this shit. Yeah, yeah like, like, fuck. And of course I had like some survivor's remorse, but that's not what that's about today. I'm about to, you know, talk about joy. But that shit was so beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And we know it's a privilege to be able to travel. Like, that shit costs hella fucking money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um and you know a lot of people there is poor too yeah you know so of course there's that but that, i was trying to do American things like you know i didn't know? we didn't for the most part we didn't ride in no taxis once i found like there was a worker at, there was somebody that worked at the resort who was like you know my husband drives shit and like yeah. slid me his number we stopped taking taxis and we was driving and they shit eat off the street type right. shit you know what i'm saying like eat off the street supporting food. so like yeah. supporting the, like the locals i've been at the hotel and shit yeah but like the you know so um, you know, it's it's so many levels to it, but again, that shit was beautiful, bro. Bro, just being able to take that time off and to be able to chill. You know, I remember when we was talking about it when you got back, you're like, oh, I didn't feel no anxiety. For the first, like, you know, if I say, I, I, what, what I say, I've been having like anxiety since I was like 18. Yeah. And niggas is 27 now. 
So since 18, I was the first time I didn't have anxiety. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit. Like, I'm talking about, bro, I didn't reset my nervous system out there. <laughs> if I would have had, like, a month, nigga, I would have reset my shit. Period. I would have reset my nervous system for yeah. sure, bro, like, and rewire my brain. <laughs> Easily, nigga. But. Nah, I feel you. That's how I felt when I went. Like, anxiety was just, like, taken away, bro. Yeah. Like, bro, something about America and something about being black in America, and even though there's no black people there, <laughs> you know, there's a certain experience where you're able to, like, step away. Because I feel like when you're able to step away, you're able to reflect and not just deal with the same shit you used to dealing with every day, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think, even with, I don't know, this might be off on a tangent or whatever, but even with my, even by choice, I don't think I would want to go, um, like, every day of my life without doing, just exploring the world and, like, nah, I would want to have some type of purpose to my life and stuff, yeah. like, creativity, right? When you think about, like, what like what life would look like not under a capitalist You system. ain't just going to live on a beach. Yeah, I ain't just going <laughs> to live on a beach. Like, I would want to create and and. Um, contribute to society in some way that makes sure you know, um, like that everyone like that that functions and that it functions efficiently, right? And that people was eating and you know shelter all that. Like I, I want to play my part to society, but Facts. I know that life should not look up, look like waking up at seven o'clock in the morning, sometimes six thirty, you know, rushing so that I can make make a train and I'm ready for my first call at eight thirty or something, and then just. You know, eating something real quick so I'm ready for my next meeting. Like, life shouldn't look like that. Yeah. And life shouldn't look like just, like, how much work can I get done? Yeah. No, it's, that's it real. Shouldn't, it shouldn't look like that. And this is all the root of capitalism, right? Like, Facts. this is what's been happening since niggas first stepped foot on this stolen land. Niggas have been exploited. Work has been exploited. You feel me? <laughs> and as we're seeing right now with, you know, COVID-19, a lot of the things that capitalism requires shows that it doesn't need to be required yeah like yeah you could work from home you know what i'm saying like oh yeah uh, evictions can be stopped you know yeah. but i think going to thailand for me too like a year ago that was where i first i feel like i came back and had like a similar revelation as you it was like damn for me it was like all right shit isn't supposed to be this way so now how do i make boundaries with shit with like work and shit like that you feel me in a way where I'm like not gonna get fired type shit, but having boundaries with the work, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's so easy to get kind of caught up in the work. You yeah. feel me? That's what that's what I realized when I that was like one of the things that hit me when I was out there. Like, oh, I have a, I need to get a better relationship with work and like what it how I how I find value in it yeah. and how like how I need to set better boundaries with it. Like. As much as I, there's no reason why I should be working as much as I work. For one, I need to stop feeling like if I don't do something today, it's the end of the world. That's some like, I know that has to do with some trauma around like sports, right? Like niggas probably losing they, you know, losing their starting position after one mistake, or if you don't, Lose they tell you like you got to put in, put it in every day. You yeah. feel me? Like you got to grind every day to be successful. That's some old capitalist. You feel me? Don't sleep type shit. Like that's not how success success works because we know by the billionaires because them niggas ain't doing no work right now. Why motherfuckers is building their empire, right? Right. So I need to have a better relationship with work as far as how it relates to my self-work, my self-worth, and understanding that it's not about just grinding and grinding every fucking day. You have to have some balance. Like, I've, I've the reason why I'm in the position I am is by my own choices as far as, like, um, you know, kind of, like, also survival shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I have to have these this many jobs to be able to, you know, take care of myself and be able to support friends and family and community financially the way that I that I would like to. Right. Um but I have to have a better relationship with what what success means to me. Like whose standard yeah. of success am I living to cuz 
You know, when you take a step back and look at like what's what does success actually mean for yourself and also like what does it mean to actually do your job like what is actually required in like your fucking contract you know what i'm saying like niggas be doing a lot more than they actually supposed to so you can find solace in knowing that you're actually going above and beyond facts because our (laughs) the way we've always been moving has been above and beyond has been excellent you feel me Cause that's what we're used to doing. Like nigga, if I you know put my saying? contract right but now, you know, and read my shit, I'm like, nigga, what the fuck, I'm doing hella shit. I'm not supposed doing to be way doing. more work. I'm, that I'm stressing about. I'm feeling like, yeah. am I actually doing my job a good job? Like, not only are you doing a good job, you doing somebody else's job pretty good too. Bruh, I had I had a colleague one day. <laughs> she told me she's like, I need to. I'm just gonna try and work like how white people be working, not in the fucked up ways of what white people be doing and shit, but like working like nah, just checking in, like going on lunch breaks. You know what I'm saying? Or like. Going on a lunch, you know, like a meeting to check in with a friend type shit. Yeah. You know, things like that. I'm like, damn. Working from home. You know, like, taking these white folks taking your time. You doing days. So, yeah, work is just, it's wild. And I think it's, sometimes it's hard to get out of that, that survival mindset, you feel me? Because it's like, you graduate college and then shit, you have four jobs. So, you know, so, and you're in that mindset for so long, but it's like, now we in the both of us in a different position from when we started this, yeah. you know, the podcast and shit. We've grown a lot and, like, we're, you know, more privileged now to where, we, you know, we have that one nine to five that, you know, has our health insurance. Yeah. Has a con- consistent source of income instead of, like, working four part-time jobs, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and shit. Yeah. But I think it's kind of hard. It, for me, it was hard to, all right, now I got to make that boundary because I'm burnt out. It is you hard know? to set a boundary when you're doing work that's, you know, kind of... Um, you know, rooted in like community and other yeah. people's survival, and like, uh, I guess like pushing back against the system and shit. It's kind of like that boundary because you know, because it's your job, but it's also like it's someone's more than a job. Yeah, like it's a res- it's a, a duty. Yeah, in a sense. But capitalism really did a number on niggas, and it's still doing numbers on niggas. <laughs> look at how deep we have to assess how we can break free from this shit. Of course, there are systems that need to be dismantled, but there is so much, like, so the much, way that you think yeah. needs to be fucking changed. Because even, like, a revolution could happen tomorrow, but, like, we still got to have a revolution of the mind <laughs> because our mode of thinking is still very indoctrinated into this capitalism, right, this capitalistic system. Well, we've been system. colonized, bro, down to, like, the Think about gender and shit. Like, yeah. our gen- like, the way gender politics are is super, like, heteronormative, hella yeah. patriarchal and shit. You know what I'm saying? The way a lot of people still view sexuality is still yeah. very homophobic and transphobic, and a lot of that shit. Even if a revolution has tomorrow happens tomorrow, niggas still gotta that's that process of revolution. You gotta you think how long it took for them to yeah to get this to where it was, you know, like a place to where it can be as effective as it possibly can. It's gonna take. I don't know, like it's gonna take a lot more to dismantle the shit because right. you gotta be actively like. Dismantling past behaviors while dismantling current shit and planning for the future. Facts, because you know we was watching, to be the <laughs> watching the you know the Cuban Revolution documentary and yeah. seeing like even after the Cuban Revolution, it's like niggas was still trying to figure out how to build the economy. You know what I'm saying? Niggas yeah. was still dealing with ops. You feel me? Like niggas trying to overthrow them. Yeah. You know, so there's gonna be a lot of that shit post revolution, and you gotta, yeah. you know, it's about political education too. You know what I'm saying? So it's. <laughs> Revolution is so glamorized, bro. But revolution is not glamorous, bro. Yeah, Shit, it's a long sure. work. Yeah. We should for sure tap into that. Well, how you feeling, though? We talked a lot about me. Oh, shit. 
I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> that was avoidance. I was like, let me keep this conversation going with Delancey, so I got to talk about myself. I mean, nigga, I got therapy on Friday. I'm going to be talking about uh, myself for a while. Shit, I got so therapy tomorrow. Shit, after this, fuck. I damn near don't want to go, but I need to go. I never want to go to therapy after man, especially a now. day of like, talking or something. And I'm like, man, my therapist kind of older and shit. Like, what if I'm carrying this you shit? You doing an online session? I'm supposed to go in person, but it should probably be online. Mine told me I had to do online, and I ain't doing online. I don't like that shit. (laughs) But, no, I'm good. I'm just trying to maintain, to be honest, and just not. I think, uh, for me, I'm a very routine person, Mm -hmm. and I think that was probably a result of of playing sports and shit like that. So, trying to get back into a, a, a routine, especially with these changing conditions, you know, but it's kind of depressing right now. The times is depressing, especially, you know, we're going to talk about more later, like the breakfast program, PBO, you feel me, and being out there and mm-hmm. seeing just how black households people have been forgotten about in this pandemic, you know, yeah. all, already have been forgotten about, you know, so just a lot of heavy shit. Yeah. But still just trying to take, you know, time to find joy. You know, I've had a lot of shit going on. I feel like just family shit, you know, my auntie's sick, like. Dealing with work at the time, you know what I'm saying, and trying to prepare best for all this shit. It's, it feels like the past three weeks have just been on go, 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 go. So honestly, it's low key been nice being able to quote, you know, work from home, yeah. be home, like, and actually do things that I don't usually have the time to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, nigga, I downloaded Grand Theft Auto, nigga. I've been, <laughs> I've been fucking around playing GTA and shit, playing Xbox. You know, and those were always things like when i had time that i enjoyed doing and had fun doing they said drop the name of the um i'm sorry i'm gonna do that later but (laughs) (laughs) but no i um i feel you bro it's 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 so fucking heavy it's almost like a political choice to like you know we talk about black joy but this is like it has to be a damn near intentional choice to like all right nigga we gotta find ways to still have the joy in the midst of this shit you know what i'm saying all the time like even this right now is like fuck I'm happy that I made the choice to get out my house and come over here to record this podcast because yeah. it's it's actually contributing to making me feel better. I mean, what did Asada's, Asada's partner say? Like, or you think you were just brought here to fight? Brought here to fight? Fight you all the time. Yeah. You feel me? Like, niggas gotta find that joy. You got to. And I think sometimes, you know, we talk. I think in early episodes we talk about like early on in our and our and us being politicized and tapping into radical politics. Niggas looked at like martyrdom as a badge of honor. And like, nah, you feel like grinding. Like, it's like, nah, my nigga, that shit ain't sweet. Like, nah, you, you do. There has to be a balance of, you know, I guess like quote unquote organizing work and feeding Joy. your own soul. Yeah. yeah, like man, you gotta taking be taking time to that. yourself, especially if like niggas is on the front line doing hell of fucking work all the time. Yeah, doing hell of work with our jobs and shit. That's why I was hella happy, nigga. You went to you went to Thailand, bro, and was like, able to experience that. You feel me? And that peace. Solitude, joy, you know, and yeah. just taking time for yourself, bro. Because it's like, it's hard to take time for yourself, especially knowing what's going on. But it's and so, feeling guilty about that. You shit. can like, feel that's yeah. the biggest thing is feeling. That's like what I feel the most. Yeah. When I do anything for myself, I feel a lot of guilt. Because the first thing I think is like, damn, that's could have that. I just got my expenses back, right, for taxes, and all I looked at was like, damn, how you call yourself a person to people, and it's how much money you spending on yourself, or like yeah. frivolous shit, right? Like, but. I, I got to find ways to continue to, like, again, you got to... I think also why it's important to do shit for yourself because then you become resentful of the movement, bro. Like, oh, I'm doing all this shit for people. Don't nobody do shit for me. Like, 
well, nigga, nobody asked you to do that shit. Nobody, you feel me? Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody told, asked, told nobody you to, made go you do to that protest. Shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a two way. It, it, it makes you, and um, you know, people say it, it, it's. I think it can be cliche at times, or people like to think of it as a cliche. But um, you know, you got to make sure your cup is full so that you can pour in others. Facts. You know what I'm yeah. Cause if you're running on E, my nigga, like you're just gonna be empty. You're gonna be in a bad mood. There's been times Somebody, I literally couldn't come yeah. to like PBO shit because I'm like, bro, I just like I did too much. I'm hella tired. Like, I'm shit, about to pass. Like, There's times I'm my PBO meetings in a bad mood because my cup is <laughs> empty. Yeah, so <laughs> type shit. And we'll, yeah. I don't. I think what I've been trying to do now is when we bring up critiques or problems to provide a solution. So I don't know. I guess like what are some? I can give examples of what I do. To fill my cup up, I go to the gym. I spend time with my grandparents. I spend time with my siblings. Talk to my mom. Go to therapy, which if you can afford to do, I know that shit is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like take walks. Literally, just like walk around wherever I'm at at the time. Like mostly my neighborhood, or if I can like catch the bar somewhere, I'll walk around there. Um, I read I watch The Office Just little shit That you feel like Is an escape from reality That's the shit That fill my cup Back up Facts So if you got Some of those things in, That you fuck with There you go Yeah Me riding my motorcycle Meditation Gym Those are like My top three I would say That help me Even like it's Sometimes it's about Doing that shit When you don't feel like Doing it Or doing that shit When you feel good that's just important therapy as well. You know, like I feel like sometimes it's the hardest to go to therapy when you feel good. But I realize like going to therapy when you feel good is super important because it mm-hmm. keeps you, it helps keep you on that that track. Or if you're feeling good, you're gonna continue. That's feeling me internally. You know, like that's, that, that's when it's hardest is to do those yeah, self care like, shit well, when I'm you're feeling, feeling good. good. Like, fuck, like, I ain't finna go to the gym today. I'm feeling good, man. I'm finna just, you know. So I think that's that's a hard. Why would we do it. shit that we know helps us? Why do we like? Why do people stop doing shit that they know is gonna make them feel better? I don't know, cause you feel like I don't know. You feel like you in your. Bag I really been in the bed sometimes <laughs> and been like, well, I had a good day. I don't need to go up and reflect. But it's like, why do you only want to reflect when you're doing yeah. bad, my nigga? Like, nah, you should be reflecting. You dive into that good shit. shit. Like, yeah. why do you only want to go to therapy when you got something bad? Just like, why not just go like, hey, shit, today I just been feeling great. <laughs> like, it's wild. You got we got to think about how we yeah, niggas got to feed into that joy, carry that joy with you. Especially now, you know, it's, it's shit is changing, you know. Yeah. And niggas is on what what they call it, shelter in place. Mm-hmm. Being able to prioritize and to make, I don't know, find joy in that time is, yeah. is going to be difficult, but it's important to do that and be intentional about those things. Yeah. So I hope y'all learn something from that about finding joy. Shit, we don't we don't got all the answers. If y'all, we <laughs> all got some more a fucking disclaimer. We don't yeah. have all the answers. <laughs> they been knew that. Let us know. Let us know about your ways. Y'all find joy and shit. So, yeah, we got comments here and shit. My mom says you got to give from the overflow. Give from the overflow. You know, we talk about cups being like filled up. Yeah, that's giving when your shit overflow. I I ain't heard that yet. Damn. Somebody asked for the Cuban doc. Let's let me find that shit. We'll send that. We'll put that on our Patreon. All right, so yeah. if you want the Cuban doc, we'll put it on our Patreon. We'll put it up there for free. Oh, I'm like, damn, nigga, <laughs> like you go just put it up on Patreon. That's what I can't like, put up there, uh, no, no, or, I'll, or I'll tweet it out from Hello Black. Follow us at Hello Black Pot. Yeah. So, other shit we wanted to talk about too on this episode was just thinking about the importance of mutual aid, the importance of survival programs. Um, this is something that we've 
talked about for a while and has been doing this work for a while, you know, with People's Breakfast Oakland and trying to build out, you know, we built out a community learning program. We haven't even talked about that yet, you know, on the podcast. I don't we haven't. Well, I guess this is like. Yeah, a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, building out survival programs and, and programs that take care of the needs and help meet the needs of our people. We think this shit is super important, you know, especially running from, you know, we talk about all the time in the Black Panthers and the different programs they did to, to serve and politically educate the community and help the community. Like, this shit is going to be super important, especially with all the shit that's happening right now with, you know, COVID-19 type shit, you know, natural disasters that are going to happen in the future. Like, this is a good time to really be understanding what mutual aid is and what a survival, survival type programs are, you know. Yeah, and I, like when you think about mutual aid, that shit goes hand in hand with any radical revolutionary politics you trying to preach. Like, Facts. That shit there. And I think a lot of us already was doing some mutual aid type shit. We just never really knew what the word was. Mutual aid goes. I mean, you can't. You know nigga, saying? black like, folks not surviving on this stolen land without mutual aid. Facts. <laughs> like, nigga, nigga, like we've been doing mutual aid before it was even a term. Yeah. Right. On the continent, on them fucking ships, nigga, and all the way over here. Like, niggas, mutual aid is how motherfuckers been surviving. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, when you think about divesting from systems, especially one that's rooted in white supremacy, capitalism, patriarchy, it's going to take each other to free ourselves from this shit. We yeah. can't, like, we can't depend on the same system. It's like, as... Especially as, we're, like, right now is a, you know, a perfect example. Like, who's coming together making sure that we got, like you said it yesterday, like, who's coming together to make sure that motherfuckers got the food they need? That they got money that they need if they, you know, if it, in, in the upcoming weeks, if motherfuckers rent not getting getting passes on rent, it's gonna take you know your people to make sure you niggas you can do evicted. that. It's 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 gonna take your people to make sure you eat. Facts. And we gotta like divest from this capitalist mindset, especially in times right now, because nigga, we all we really all we got, bro. Yeah. You know, and that's history has shown us that. Like these crackers, these integrationists, they ain't finna save us, bro. The system is not going to save us. They're already bailing out banks. They're already bailing bailing out, you know, airline companies. Like, bro, like they're thinking about like products over people. Facts. Businesses over people. And the one percent is protecting their own capital interests versus the masses of people, masses of poor people. We always masses talk about the, we always talk about people. the billionaire the billionaires that have enough money, right, to change like the material conditions of 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 everyone in this country, right? Facts. And still. People are still being asked to go to work. People still are being asked to pay for these tests. Ain't nobody said like I'll front, I'll pay for all the tests. At, like even if they demand and still demanding money, which they shouldn't be, right? Like the shit should be free. But even if they are demanding the test, that people pay for the test. There has not been one billionaire like, yeah. all right, I'll cash out for all of them. Nigga, a, a billionaire from China donated like half a million tests. Nigga, what is Jay Z doing? What are these other black billionaires done? What's Oprah done? What have other, what are white billionaires doing? We all here spending we, our last to make sure we survive. Ain't nobody pulled up to like, hey, y'all meet me at Whole Foods, nigga. We got all these like, that's what I would do. Like, all right, about to meet up at Whole Foods. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there four o'clock in the morning before this shit up. We about to have, we about to meet with all, with all the workers. We about to bag up a bag of, of groceries for each, for each, per, for each family, whatever. And we gonna distribute these motherfuckers. Y'all keep y'all money. Like yeah. that's something that, like, that's a tangible act. But you know you, you got a moral vest, bro. You got a moral <laughs> conscience. You that know is a, what I'm that saying, is a bro? tangible like, act, bro. Rooted in mutual aid. If you're a billionaire, right? If you're a billionaire, you don't. <laughs> these American billionaires, you feel me? They have no sense of morality. 
they have no sense of consciousness and moral consciousness. No, all they that's care not about what got them their money is their bag, place. right? You exactly. Somebody like somebody who exploited the fuck out of you to People give you been, and to help yeah. you. That shit ain't gonna happen. Like they they have a the wealthy have a history of exploitation. So why would they? They've had every day up until this point. Even right now, they're still exploiting us, nigga. Yeah. Even in the midst of this pandemic, nigga. Some of these motherfuckers are still going to get rich. There have even been, more there have been more, than, more than enough opportunities before the COVID-19 shit. That's right. <laughs> you feel me? Look at Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg spent, you know, millions of dollars on his fucking attempt to win the presidential election. He's barely donated anything to coronavirus. Like, these motherfuckers... We should have no fucking allegiance to capitalism because these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. These capitalists don't care if we die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I think these day-to-day, like, survival programs is, that shit going to be super important, especially in the midst of this this pandemic where, you know, you don't have the government helping the people right now. Yeah, right? it's going right? to take, it's gonna we take have people. We have sanitation workers helping. We have, you know, people working in grocery stores helping, but <laughs> the fuck is the police doing? They ain't doing shit. Where are the government entities <laughs> They still the pulling people here to over. protect and serve. Niggas ain't served us nothing. Niggas ain't protected us from nothing. Meanwhile, in China, you know, you said they were, had police officers, like, distributing food. You feel me? Like, actually serving people. Yeah, it's like, nigga, you ain't fighting no war. <laughs> like, your job is to protect and serve the people. You have America over here still dropping bombs in Iraq. <laughs> Look, shit, we need, we, you not protecting us from a war. Protect us from this shit, bro, from poverty, my nigga. Like, what's like, that's the real enemy. It's wild, like, I don't, and this, I think, what day to day looks like, is if you can, um, you know, if you know you're in a position where you have a salary job, right, where like people do the budgeting for your for your for your pay, at the top of like fiscal years or whatever, you know you got your money still coming. It's folks out there that don't got their money that that's, yeah. that the money is not guaranteed. That look like contributing to them whatever you can can afford to tribute can, yeah. to contribute, right? It looks like if you got elderly folks. And your family that are more susceptible to catching this shit, it looks like going grocery shopping for them. You feel me? It, like, it's just little shit like that. Like, just calling it, calling, it's as simple as calling somebody that you know is being oppressed by this capitalist system and asking yeah. them what they need. Check in with your people. That's what mutual aid is about. Checking in with your people. And use your resources that you have. You feel me? Because it's like we all have different resources and different access to different things. Somebody might have a car, but they ain't got no money. You feel me? Somebody right. might have money and not have no car. It's like it's, it's like slow. We put use, you, put use the shit together. together. Like, nigga, it's like soul food, nigga. It's like <laughs> put whatever you have together, you feel me, and make a plate out of it. It's always been shit. about us coming together. Like, that's how we survived this shit. Yeah. It's always been about us coming together and lending a hand. And that's what it's going to take. If we waiting for anybody that's not in this struggle with us, to raise us out the struggle, we're going to be waiting for a long fucking time. Do not hold your breath. <laughs> I mean, that's why the panda said all power resides within the people. You feel me? Like, the people, we have the solutions to our problems. You know what I mean? And we, like, I realize that especially now, you know, we're trying to figure out how to do a People's Breakfast Oakland that makes COVID-19, right? So how do we protect the people that we serve? Because we might be carrying COVID-19 and not have no symptoms, Yeah. right? So how do we protect them, but also still provide them the material resources they need to try to best survive this pandemic? You feel me? And, like, what are we having to come up with? All right, nigga, we're going to wear a mask out there, right? We're going to have prepackaged food. We're going to have gloves. We ain't going to have 40 volunteers no more. We're just going to have five or six of us pull up. You know what I'm saying? So it's And like, it might require more work, but, like, nigga. That's part of mutual that, aid, nigga. That, yeah, that's like part of the conditions that we are in. Like, this just, that's just what it's going to take. Like, if you really are talking about supporting people, uplifting, like, you cannot be out here yeah. preaching radical politics 
preaching the dismantling of white supremacist capitalist patriarchal systems and not be willing to do the work that it requires. You know, we was watching that doctor today, and I'm like, this is what it's going to look like. Like, I don't know if people have some utopian idea of how, like, one day we're going to wake up and these niggas going to, de- like, develop a moral con- a moral conscience and just, you know, revoke all the shit that they've put in place to keep the system afloat. That's not what it's going to look like. Facts. Well, nigga, it's going to look like work as far as, like, mutual aid and supporting one another's. And then doing some other work that's required to dismantle this shit. It's yeah. not going to be easy. It's going to require a lot of work and sacrifice. It's going to that's just as simple as to put it, but it's going to take work and sacrifice yeah. to get us out this shit. Right. No way around it. Facts. I mean, simply put, mutual aid is just taking care of your people, whether it's food, shelter, <laughs> advocating you know material resources for people, hygiene packs, self defense. I seen um, learning, political education. You know, like we we need all that. Right now, and we talk all the time about like community organizing, using your skill. Because there are some folks that might not like physically be able to lead a house. It's there's like so many different barriers that that's going to determine the role that you can play in this, right? But I seen um, Sherelle, that's Awkward Duck, on Twitter. She was saying like, "Yo, I can help. I can help folks apply for unemployment." Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like what skill can you offer to somebody right now that could lead to their survival? Period. If you, you know, an able-bodied person that don't got no money, you could just say, "Hey, yo, if y'all, if it's somebody that's going around dropping groceries off to people, I can help." And maybe y'all will give me some money so I can eat. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's. That's what it's about, bro. It's about using yeah. whatever we can offer at any given time, in the name of support. And this is how we build socialism. You know what I mean? Like this is like this is what just socialism in action. Like, of course, in a socialist revolution, nigga, this shit would be provided. You feel me? It's like all these shit that we don't that we're worrying about right now. You have guaranteed yeah. healthcare, guaranteed housing, guaranteed food, guaranteed clean water, guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't even come to mutual aid. That's the thing. Like that's like capitalism requires us to have mutual aid and survival programs. Yeah, this is a combat the overthrow to it. of this shit that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, this is the combat to it. So, and then of course, you know, I we've alluded to. Survival programs on a on a larger I I think I don't want to say like on a larger scale right because these can be also like long term things like self defense like political education political education is is a is a part of like a survival program in my opinion because you teaching you give people the knowledge that they need to better navigate this system right hundred percent um so yeah when you think about survival programs you have things like free food um. Clothes, self-defense, political education. These are all elements that have been a part of any type of movement. From civil rights, my nigga, to the black power movement, to shit abroad. Like These are all key elements of it. And this is stuff we got to start start thinking about. And that's why we have tried to do, that's why we have started to branch out and do things like the community learning, learning programs with People's Breakfast. Right. And that learning program is part of PBO where we're trying to build political education in our community and build a space where we could come together and learn about the systems of oppression that we face in, right? So our first one was around gentrification and houselessness, right? And how, you know, like the war on the Panthers, the war on black power was also like a spark for gentrification in yeah. Oakland, you know? So it's, it's really important for us to be able to understand these systems and for all of us to be able to, you know, be able to articulate the struggle that we, we face, you know, yeah. like I, th- I thought that was dope about the the Cuban doc, where like they just be going up to random people and talk to them about the revolution, and yeah. everyone knew what the fuck the revolution was. You feel me? Everybody knew the politics of it, 
I thought that was saucy. So yeah. it's like, how do we create that condition to where, nigga, you can go up to anybody on the street and niggas going to be like, yeah, nigga, this is what we need. This is what we want. And this is how we going to get it. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> and that political, like, bro, with any, I think, whenever you start to learn something, that shit leads to direct action. As the more I read, the more my actions change. You know what I'm saying? So, that, and I, it, I think it's something that's too often forgotten about is like, making sure that people actually know what they're up against and how they can actually fight against it. Facts. Like that's something that just like gets lost in the wash too often. Especially if you know our history, we would know why. Like, damn, nigga, integration and this shit. You integrating into a system of white supremacy. Like, fuck a Democrat, fuck a Republican, nigga. Fuck Joe Biden, nigga. Fuck Trump. Knowing your history allows you to stop making the same mistakes, or just to see who out here being willfully ignorant. Like, I don't know how you how you can read some of the shit that we read and still have faith in it, or just know exactly what it is. You know, just know that yeah. the system that you invest in is bullshit, and you know, yeah, that's just what it is. Facts. But yeah, we and we also shared um uh we shared the slide deck to the the gentrification of houselessness. Um, learning program that we did, so y'all can find that on Twitter. Did I, we put it on Patreon. I think you put it on Twitter. We'll put, put it on, on our Patreon we'll as put well. It on Patreon too, but so I'll like it right now if you're on Twitter, so you can check it out. Yeah, it's, it's fire. Um, so go to our Patreon. Shout out Ty. Yeah. Ty helped. He it was me, Blake, and Ty who who led the the session, and we got many more coming. I I think we'll. Well, the next one was supposed to be in May. Brendan, yeah. <laughs> so who who yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen now. Maybe we'll do a I will just keep doing Hello Black for now. <laughs> and we'll make another learning program at some point in person. Because yeah. we already doing this shit out here. But Alright oh fuck. I unretweeted okay, I just retweeted it right now. <laughs> I just retweeted it. It's at the top of my shit. I'm actually gonna copy and paste it right now and put it into Patreon too. We like some old people with technology right now. We Hey chill, <laughs> we got hella shit going on. They, my, my laptop is right here, so it's you know, I'm trying to make it shake while actively um PBO. You gotta hold you gotta take over for right now. Alright, but yeah, tap in with our Patreon. We didn't even do that shit in the beginning, man. Tap in with our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod. You feel me? For extended content, support us. You feel me? That shit is super important. Like us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tap in with that shit ASAP. So for all those niggas on the live stream, man, if y'all got questions, man, start posting them questions, and we start answering some of these questions. To listen to this next part of the episode, tap in with our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod.